The Rugby Report is sponsored by Betfred. Quiet week in Japan. Only five games to talk about. Oh, yeah. And a typhoon cancelling two games already. Fear not. Betfred aren't battening down the hatches because we're getting to the business end and the cream is really rising to the top. England have topped their group and New Zealand likewise. Wales are on their way too. Will it be one of those three that'll win it all? Betfred have a wide variety of markets on all the games this weekend, the ones that managed to be played anyway, and also on the very tight top tri-scorer market as well. 18s and over, be gambleaware.org. Maximum stakes apply when the fun stops, stop. The Rugby Report, Japan 2019, with Betfred. Earlier on today, apparently a woman rang the BBC and said she heard that there was a hurricane on the way. Well, if you're watching, don't worry, there isn't. Hello and welcome to the Rugby Report Japan 2019 with Betfred. My name's Nick Heath and, uh, well, I finally found my way out of Namba Station in Osaka. My name's Tom May and I am finally found my way into an amazing coffee shop in Fukuoka. Ah, how glorious. Um, great to be with you. It is episode 10 of the Rugby Report. Can you believe it? We've got here. Um, it is, uh, well, we've got to start, Tom, with the headline... Typhoon Hegibis. It has cancelled two games unprecedented in the 32 years of history of Rugby World Cup. Um, fans upset, Sergio Parise and Leo Geraldini upset, Eddie Jones cracking jokes, Steve Hansen cracking jokes. Um, what have you made of it all? Uh, I mean, these things can't be predicted. I think that's the first thing to say. And it's not like anyone can stop it happening. So, yeah. you know, people are saying, right, well, in which case there should be a plan B. And I'm sure there, there have been um, ideas that have been mooted. The problem, I think, is that the tournament has come out and given the guidelines that they're going to work to, then then actually came out and said we could try and move the grounds, or sorry, the stadiums that are being used, and then said, oh, no, we can't, um, which I think has caused them problems because people have got the idea that actually that's actually um, logistically possible. Um, you know, some of these stadiums are would, would would have been booked out for a certain period of time, and then, you know, after that, there's there's baseball going on, or they're being used for something else. Um, yeah, and, and all, and all that, the Rugby World Cup branding would have been taken down. There's also the idea that well, there's all are the cameras certain, as well. Well, yeah, and certain numbers of people will have been expected to fit into one stadium, and if you're going to move it along, well, yeah. which of the twenty thousand that can't be fitted into the relocated one are you going to tell to go and watch it in a pub? It, there's an awful lot of the logistics side of it that the fans just don't necessarily seem to be buying into. No, and I think, um, I mean, that's one of the things that I've learned since sort of coming into commentary and doing some work there, is that, that actually the work that goes on behind the scenes to set a stadium up is enormous. Mm. You've got guys in there for two, three days before the game goes on, you know, yeah. putting wires in, putting, putting cameras in, putting positioning in for, for commentary, cameramen, static cameramen. It's, I mean, there's wires everywhere. I've never seen so many wires. But this thing's yeah. 1,400 kilometres wide. You know, yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? it? It's, there was, there was um, I've been typhooning up. I've been having a look at my typhoons. It's a Faxi, <laughs> a Typhoon Faxi, which was the 15th of the season. It caused $440 million worth of damage, um, killed three people tragically, and this thing's two and a half times, three times the size of it. Yeah. Which is, 
I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, if it's getting meteorologists excited from the other side of the world, then you kind of think that this is a major weather event, and as you say, it's it's capable of, of taking lives. And so... Well, then safety becomes m- the most important thing, surely. Who, yeah. who cares about the rugby? Yeah, quite. Talking of the rugby, obviously, England-France both qualified. France would have been on a hiding from England probably in that game anyway, so I don't think anything changes in that pool. Uh, and England, as, as Eddie Jones has said, that the typhoon gods are smiling on them, but they've got a two-week preparation now for a quarter-final, which uh, we expect against us, expect to be against Australia. Yeah, I don't know. I understand Eddie's thinking completely because you know what wasn't that long ago that Billy Vanapola was walking around in a boot, and the likes of Mako Vanapola and Jack Noel have come back in, and they probably were pretty sore after their hit out. I would have yeah. think that he would have liked them to have another game before the quarter-final. Um, you know, I think they're really important to the way that England play. I can see Eddie's, Eddie's argument, but I can also see the other side of the argument where you say, well, England therefore go in pretty undercooked into into what is going to be a massive quarterfinal. Yeah. Whoever they play. Well, well, yeah, indeed. I mean, it's, it's obviously Australia, they're going to come off their last game against Georgia. If you're listening to this pod uh, coming out on Friday morning, well, Australia-Georgia is a quarter past 11 kick-off UK time. You may be listening to us after that, which uh, we're not expecting any surprises, Australia, to, uh, to likely come out on top of that one in Shizuoka. But, um, but yeah, they will have had that game, and then they will have a bit of time to, to get themselves prepared, but they will at least have had a bit of a physical encounter before they, they then have to get ready for that quarter-final. But you know, my, my outlook on it is these guys are professional. They're used to having prep time and then having to go in to a first autumn international game or a first World Cup game and be ready to go. Um, I think the extra rest, given the few niggles that they're carrying in the England camp, will will just be soothing Eddie Jones's mind. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, there's all, there's, there's now something you can point a finger at. I think that's the issue. I don't think anyone in the England squad would be, but you know. Should things not work out in the quarterfinals? Ah, oh, well, we didn't get this, this game. There was too long a gap in between, so that there's now a, yeah. an excuse or something you can point point uh, issue at. Um, yeah. You know, you look at the likes of of Wales. They got an absolute. Well, they might have won, but they got kicked about, didn't they, by by Fiji? Um, yeah, well, let's uh, let's run through the games then. Um, we're going to just review South Africa, Canada, Argentina, USA, Scotland, Russia, Wales, Fiji. We'll then look on to Ireland, Samoa, Namibia, Canada, USA, Tonga, Wales, Uruguay, Japan, Scotland. That is that last one, probably the bigger talking point of the lot. Um, and uh, I should also, also um, before we crash on, uh, thank you very much for your meal recommendation last night uh, right. down in Dottenbury in uh, in Osaka. Um, went to Chibo for their um, Okonomiyaki, and Okawa. it was delicious. Okonomiyaki. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah, well I'll, 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 I'll have that one, please, um, mate. <laughs> yeah, the one with the pork I want that one. Um, good though, eh? Oh, mate, so good. I went with. Um, with a guy from the TV production crew, and he had yakisoba noodles, and mm. I had the um, the pork and the beef. I think that's what you had in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't quite know, you can get these. There are a few restaurants, that, Japanese restaurants, that do this. I've been to one in London. Yeah, it is basically kind of two sides. Uh, they they you know get the sort of omelette mix, make two sides of it, and then fill it full of food and a bit more egg and everything else and all the meat what about that weird stuff on top serve it to you like a little cake and it's just hot and delicious that weird stuff on top that they sprinkle on it it all starts curling up like 
Yeah, it's like, like like sort of pork shavings or something. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I ate it. It didn't hurt me, so... Utterly delicious, yes. Yeah. No, no, but thank you for that. That was great. Um, really interesting little area of Osaka there as well. All sparkly, and, and as you like. I put a little video on at Nick Heath Sport for anybody that hasn't well, that, seen that. That, um, that river was the one that the Argentinian fans were lobbing themselves into. Oh, right. Yeah. It's, not, it's not really one you want to get into, is it, really? Unless you're absolutely no. steaming. Yeah, that is messy. Um, all right then, well let's look back uh, at South Africa, Canada. South Africa 66, Canada 7. Kobus Reinach's fastest hat-trick uh, in World Cup history is what he scored. Um, and the Springboks were having a lovely time, basically. Yeah, it was pretty one-way traffic, I think. And actually, the Canadians played slightly better when they had their minds focused by the red card. Um, there was no, yeah. no issues again with the red card. You know, I think... Um, South Africa just so strong. The, the the pace and the physicality with which they played that game, and Reinach would, as soon as he was away, no one was going to touch him. It was ridiculous. It was almost like yeah. a um, game where you where you get your best player and you, you get a couple of levels up and you can add speed. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because he's tiny just, uh, compared to everyone else. Like Daily Thompson's decathlon, shuffling on those two two uh, buttons and, and away yeah. he goes. Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, it was. But the, one of the best things I saw that night was um, Tyler Ardron and Sia Kilisi. They, they, they were both captains of, of the respective countries and walked around the stadium together, clapping everyone, taking selfies with fans. It was awesome yeah. to see that. Really good. I also did quite enjoy um, watching Stephen Kitsoff, who clearly lost his gum shield on the field. He looked like some sort of truffle pig <laughs> searching for food. He was shuffling around trying to find his gum shield. Like you'd imagine it, old, old Watsonians. Or you yeah. know, uh, old whoeverians, um, you know, on, yeah. on a Saturday afternoon, just having a dig around yeah. in the mud. Oh, lads have lost my gum shield. Kitsoff was Absol- doing it on a, on a perfect brilliant. field. I also love Scott Britz. Uh, he was, uh, you know, bowing to the bald girls or bald boys as he was taking them off. But that guy just does not stop smiling. I know, incredible, isn't it? And, uh, and and then you know, off he went. I did see one brilliant tweet though where they said. Uh, um, now, Scott Britt's having to come off on the uh, on the 62nd minute with arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He milked that when he came off. My God, it took him about four minutes to walk off, and it was only halfway yeah. into the field. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um, you bumped into a few uh, a few. Well, I was going to say Boca fans. They're they're clearly just sports fans. Um, I imagine these few the, these lads have got a few rammed in their back pocket, given uh, the, the trip that they're on. Um, let's just have a listen uh, as uh, as you caught up with the boys who uh, have got a bit of sport on the cards this weekend. So I found the three best dressed South Africans I could find in Kobe Stadium. Uh, you've come up trumps, right? You you're here for the rugby. What else are you here for? We're here for the Formula One in Suzuka and the MotoGP in Motegi Twins, uh, Twin Ring. So you've got the best what, week to 10 days of, of your lives. How long are you over here for? We're here for 18 days. And what did you think of the Springbok performance today? Uh, today was much better than the other two games, yeah. Tops. Why was that? Yeah, because they played excellent, eh? And you think the, uh, do you think the Springboks now are setting themselves up for a World Cup final spot? Yes, I think so. Uh, semi uh, quarterfinals first. Hopefully, play Japan in the quarterfinals. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. What well, is that to get revenge for 2015? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, uh, we want to be there as well. And is that is that then one of the games you're going to? We yeah on the 19th and 20th. We haven't got tickets as yet, but uh, if they're in there, we want to be there. And tell me about it. So what, what, what came first? Was it, the, uh, was it the F1, the MotoGP or the rugby? What was the thing? That no, it was the F1 and MotoGP first. That was last year before the rugby was here. 
Brilliant. And when the rugby was here, we pulled our dates forward so we can come and watch the last uh, uh, group match with South Africa and Canada and hopefully quarterfinals. Brilliant. You enjoy your trips, fellas. It's been great to see you. Thank you. So have they looked at the weather forecast, Tom? Because Mm. half of the things that they're going to might not be happening. I would suggest all of the things that they're going to might not be happening. Um, Yeah. MotoGP, F1, and all oh, the rugby. So rugby was the third choice. Yeah, it was. It was unreal. Outrageous. So they go. Apparently, they come out all the time. But I, I would imagine there's going to be some, um, some pretty disappointed lads. And they were pretty well oiled as well. Not that everyone's been drinking too much over here, but they were. I mean, they were walking around with a speaker, da- dancing with um, the Japanese ladies that were running this bar. It was hilarious. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so Argentina 47, USA 17 was the next one. Uh, to have a look at um, seven tries for the Argentinians three tries for the USA um, they were pretty gutted uh, they were sort of saying after the game that they really thought that, that they could have turned Argentina over um, I'm pretty close to their camp following them over the course of this campaign I'm not entirely sure I agree with them I think the, the Argentinian backline was brilliant and I think unfortunately the USA just haven't yet got quite enough experience not to bite in hard on certain plays and and then you know have have a decent outside line break that that totally screws them over. Um, I thought the Argentinian backline Malia in particular, who was playing his first rugby World Cup game, um, he got man of the match in the centre. He scored one, was provider for a couple of others. Scored two, was provider for a couple of others. Tukalet got a couple as well. Um, I thought I thought the Argentinians looked good and and sent Leguizamon off with a smile on his face. Yeah, I think that was the biggest positive of their World Cup, wasn't it? Just to, to send yeah. that guy off um, with a with a big sort of pat on the back. You know, he's done brilliantly for them. But Argentina, I mean, they're a shadow of their normal self. Um, mm. It's a, it's tough times at the moment, I think, for Argentine Argentinian rugby, and they need to and they need to try and address it and address it quickly because these things don't they don't change overnight, and it's going to take some time. I think they need some. Some youth and some power in that scrum. I well, think, also uh, pick your best players. Don't leave Issa at too long. Well, yeah, it's time, time, time to start moving on a few of the old guard. I think um, USA would have been happy having got three tries on the board, but uh, they haven't got automatic qualification that they were hoping for for 2023. They go into their game against Tonga, needing a first win since 2011. A little more on that shortly. Uh, Scotland 61, Russia nil. Nine tries, uh, three for Pete Horn. And uh, two for Adam Hastings. He picked up 26 points and man of the match. Uh, it was the one-way traffic that Lynn Jones probably feared it could be. Yeah, I think uh, that was always going to be the case, given Scotland's predicament at the moment. Um, obviously, another great interview from Vasily Artemiev, uh, which was probably the highlight for yeah. Scotland uh, for Russia of that day. Well, and maybe I'm Scotland, actually. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, it's 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 been. I think probably the Russians now have run out of fumes a bit. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, then this one was pretty interesting. The, um, I managed to get myself into the Rooney Arms, the lovely Irish bar uh, in Kumagaya, to watch Wales uh, against Fiji. Wales twenty nine, Fiji seventeen. Fiji were up ten nil with a couple of tries, and even on fifty seven minutes, Fiji were leading by three points uh, before the Welsh did enough to get that one over the line but uh, it was it was quite entertaining quite a large part of that one classic Pacific Island team that got to an hour and then just blew up so having said that after that there were some massive hits 
going in, well, throughout the game, to be honest. Semi Randrandra could walk into any World 15. I'm going to say that. He'll get into the All Blacks, he'll get into any other team in the world. That guy is awesome. He's mm. unplayable, as is Tuasova when he drops his belly on you. Um, you know, he knocked people flying. Um, some of the most physical rugby I think we've probably seen in this World Cup, so that Wales will be feeling that and they'll no doubt try and rest everyone ahead of their, their game this Sunday against Uruguay. Yeah, and sort of worrying perhaps for the rest of the world and, and uh, you know, good for Wales' prospects to see someone like Jonathan Davis suddenly having a game that, that sort of was bringing him back into everybody's consciousness. Well, that finish from, from Adams was sensa- sensational anyway, but the fend from Jonathan yeah. Davis was straight out of the Jonathan Davis textbook and then the yeah. offload was... was Sublime as well. He, um, it's almost like the more physical games get, the more players like Dan Bigger and and, uh, and Jonathan Davis just step up and go. This is what we're all about, boys. Yeah, I think you know. I think there were some great performances by by, by several players, but those guys were were, were particularly good. I, I think. Um, I mean, Dan Bigger's collision with Liam Williams was horrific. Um, not only did Liam Williams nearly oh knock him out God, with he... his with his ass in the air, but then as he fell down, he sat on his yeah. head when he landed. Oh God, it was horrendous. Yeah, wasn't it? well, he hit him first with his shoulder, I think, and then knocked him to the ground. And then as his, as as Dan Bigger's head is bouncing off the turf, it then clatters him with his hip bone. Uh, yeah. it's just just what you need. Uh, Cheers. So yeah, yeah, really enjoyed that that, that Keystone Cops uh, moment of farce. Um, so we touched on Australia Georgia, which, uh, bearing in mind, it's probably going on while or after you might be listening to this episode. Um, one-way we traffic. Move on to well, it will be one-way traffic as well. You would expect um, with the Aussie runners. Um, so looking ahead to uh, to the next few games, then Ireland against Samoa. You caught up with a couple of lads here. I really, really enjoyed this this uh, this conversation you had. Um, down on the beach at Fukuoka, it's a nice little part of the part of the world. These sort of little created beaches that they've got. But listen to these two lads and uh, and how they think Ireland are going and will go. So I'm I'm here in uh, on the beach in Fukuoka, which is a I mean the, no sign of the typhoon coming. And who, who am I here with? Dan O'Brien, Sean O'Farrell, and you're looking forward to this weekend's game against against Samoa. W- what are you expecting? Oh, I'm expecting Ireland to win in this one easy. And have you been have you been impressed with the way Ireland have, have played to date? No, but I feel we're saved for the end. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And what do you think have been the problems uh, in the way that Ireland have performed specifically? I know there's a, there's a lot of question marks probably about Johnny Sexton's form. Johnny Sexton, yeah, well, when he's on the pitch, he makes a complete difference. When he's not on the pitch, the team seems to be lost, and it's not good. I'm, I'm worried about the Samoa game I don't know why I'm just there's still something in my gut thinking either we're going to get some bad injuries or it'll be a tight game we need a bonus point to make sure we get out of the group depending even if this game is going to be cancelled with Japan and uh, Scotland but we want to make sure we get our points our game is going ahead definitely so we need five points no matter what and what are your thoughts on, on that Japan-Scotland game being cancelled I mean it's obviously very disappointing uh, sorry this, uh, the, 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 yeah the Scotland-Japan um, game which is still going ahead sorry in uh, the weekend what, what are your thoughts on the games ha- that have been cancelled England-France um, New Zealand-Italy it, it, it's something that we surely can't get around well in, in the 35 years of history it's never happened and it's, it's devastating for the teams because uh, you know it's, it's uh, we don't get the true result of the World Cup uh, I feel it's uh, 
it's a downer for everybody. Uh, it might work out good for Ireland. We might win the group instead of losing the group, and then we'd we'd end up playing um, South Africa, which we would think it'd be easier. What we were hoping from the very beginning. <laughs> so it's the way uh, it's planned out. Yeah, it's the way it's planned out, and it's probably what we don't deserve because we haven't played well enough to to win the group. But you you'll take it any way it comes, I guess. And and do you think Ireland can go all the way? They were billed as being one of the teams, weren't they? Fingers crossed. It's it's. I think only how many teams have done it after losing a group game. I think there's only been two or three that have won it. England did it. England did it and France did it, didn't they? After winning, losing in the groups. It's. I am not out here for the whole lot, but if we make a final, I'm getting on a flight back. Really, hundred percent. That's it. I'm getting another credit card, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's happening. You've enjoyed your trip that much? Oh, amazing! I've been here for a month now. Well, I will be a month by the time I go back after this Samoa game, and it's been an amazing trip. Just meeting people and just enjoying the crack. And do you think? Do you think Japan has done the tournament proud in in, in the way it's been hosted? Unbelievable! The way this country has managed this. And the welcome from the people, it's just fantastic. And the way the team has played, it's, it's just unbelievable. I, I was at the Ireland-Japan game, uh, which we lost, of course, but it was, it was the best loss you'll ever have. The atmosphere was just amazing, uh, and they deserved it. They were just fantastic. So I, this country is... is the, I, as I've said it a million times, we, we think we're living in the civilised world. This, we're completely wrong. These people got everything figured out. Uh, so that's the way I feel about it. Tom, they are absolute characters. I've got to give you a gold medal for possibly the best fox that we've had so far over the course of the rugby report. Uh, <laughs> they were brilliant. They're a bit of worry about Samoa, um, but they've been loving Japan. I love what he says about, you know, we thought we had a civilised society, but these guys have got it going on. It's just re- really lovely, lovely, lovely sentiments. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole place is, is mental, isn't it? I, mean, there is no, I don't think there's any way before... Having come out here, I would have I would have put this on family holiday list. It's definitely yeah. gone on there now, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the whole well, I thought I thought I want to get back to a soccer at the end of that game because uh, I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. Yeah, no, it's 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 a, a few less onsens though, mate. So you'll be you'll be slightly disappointed about that, probably. <laughs> having said that, you no doubt found them. Um, I I think I think he was right. You know, this this place has done done the Rugby World Cup pr- proud. Now clearly, there's going to be a lot of people that, that, that remember this weekend and the weather. That you know that that'll be their takeaway from the, from the World Cup, especially if, if you're Scottish and the game doesn't get played. Um, but you know, it's it's a big weekend for Ireland. They're, they're on um, they're on 11 points, I think, uh, at the moment. Um, so they need to they need to get a win against Samoa. Need to win well. Henshaw's back for his first appearance in, in this Rugby World Cup Murray and Sexton their 55th um, pairing together at halfback um, so they equal O'Gara and Stringer uh, mm-hmm. 7 out of 8 of the forwards started against Scotland Omani's on the bench you're um, not on commentary on this one Benny okay, you've done my research um, <laughs> and Mullapola's back in the Hair Bears back in for, um, for Samoa who I would imagine we'll give it a good crack for a bit, but I think with the, with the focus that Ireland will be giving this game, given what's happening elsewhere, I, that's that's going to be an Irish win. I mean, as much as you, you joke about you know, Fiji doing the Islander thing and dropping off after the hour, I do think they've been hanging in a little bit more and they've been clearly worked a bit more on their fitness. 
than perhaps Samoa, who I do think have just become a sort of 55, 60 minute team. Um, and yeah, this is this is massive for Ireland. They are second behind Japan, three points behind them, and uh, and need all five to get up to 16 points. Um, of course, if Japan Scotland is called off because of the weather in Fukuoka on Sunday, uh, then Japan will get two points for the draw. Scotland will get two points, and Scotland will be on 12. Ireland will be on 16. Japan will be on 16. But due to winning that head-to-head, Japan will be on top of the group, and Scotland would be going home. Just on the weather. Uh, that it, on Sunday, it, given everyone's been looking at websites, I'm sure Rugby World Cup liaising directly with the people that know exactly what's going on. Um, but, it, yeah. but I found a couple of places on, on the internet that said, effectively, this storm is going to be way north of Japan by about 3pm Japanese time, which is 7am in the morning on Sunday morning in the UK. So yeah. you'd think there's probably a chance. I guess the issue is around how much damage is... is has taken place, you know, during the, the hours preceding that. Yeah, well, it is an evening kickoff, isn't it? So, uh, well, let, let's get to that. Which we've uh, so Ireland Samoa there. Um, that one's eleven forty-five Saturday morning UK, uh, seven forty-five in Fukuoka. Um, then Namibia Canada. Uh, I don't imagine many people in the UK are getting up for that one at quarter past four in the morning. Uh, you might see it through for the night before. Yeah. Um, it's a twelve fifteen game. Uh, another one in the Kameishi uh, Recovery Stadium. Uh, that one taking place on Sunday. Uh, then USA Tonga. Well, surely that's got to be in doubt as well because that's north. Well, potentially, uh, but uh, yeah, we haven't had any report on that. I know no. a lot of people are actually looking forward to that one because uh, Namibia are lowering the ranks in Canada, but fancy their chances. Um, and, I think uh, both I think teams have tar- will have targeted that one given their group. Yeah, certainly. Well, I, I think it would be good to see that one go ahead. Then, yeah, USA Tonga quarter to six. Sorry, quarter to seven in the morning UK, quarter to three in the afternoon in Hannah Zornor. Uh, I will be going to that one. USA desperately, desperately want to win. Not just a win for win's sake since 2011, as I mentioned, but they they really want to show that there's been progress, that the USMLR uh, is is giving them a good reason to be fitter, to be more experienced at rugby, and to and to stop being seen as so much of a tier two team. But what uh, about that as well by the MLR? Mar Nonu signing for San Diego. Oh yeah, hello. Oh. Well, so it'd be him yeah. knocking about, Bastro's knocking around now for New York. Yeah. There's some, some players going over there. There are, yeah. That's going to be uh, really interesting to see how that develops. Um, so, yeah, really, I'm hoping, I've been embedded with them for so long, I'm hoping that, uh, that the USA can do that because it would, uh, it would really send them home with a smile on their faces. Um, then Wales, Uruguay, that one down in Kumamoto, uh, quarter past nine UK, quarter past five Sunday evening. You're doing that one. Um, and, uh, and I think you're going up to Mount Asso to do a bit of volcano checking out as well. Yeah, so I I finished my commentary role on on Sunday, which is which has been great. You know, it's been amazing to sit with this this team for, for oh God knows how long I've been out here now um, since the 18th of September or whatever. <laughs> 17 years. Uh, but now I go into into a slightly different role, um, but which allows me time at the start of the week to go and have a little look about. So I'm going to go to, into Mount Asso and then. Um, I get back into the work before the quarterfinals and then head to Hiroshima the following week. So be good. I mean, you want to get out here and have a look about, don't you? I mean, no, I was, when I was speaking to those Irish fellas who you'd expect to be around with Irish, the Irish playing at the weekend, surrounded by Welsh. I mean, those, those people oh, really? get everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, and they, actually, they it was tour. hilarious. Oh, they love a tour, the Welsh. Yeah, but they also, um, the pair of them love tearing into English as well. So before I went and said hello, 
they um, oh they were they were tearing the English a new one. It was brilliant. <laughs> so when I walked over, it was like oh, oh god, he's English. How predictable. Uh, so we mentioned it a few times. I mean, what more is there to say? Japan against Scotland. Then um, that one in Yokohama. It is an evening kickoff, seven forty-five. So. There's got to be a fair bit of optimism, depending on what damage uh, is done, and we hope there isn't much, but, but it's pointing to the fact that there could be a fair bit of damage from Typhoon Hakimis, and, and we hope there's no loss of life, all of those sorts of things. Uh, but, you know, the Scots have had a chat with World Rugby. They've said, you know, surely we could move it back a day to ensure that this game gets played. But World Rugby are in a bit of a bind because... They set their stall out at the start of the competition. They made it very clear. Everybody signed up to what the contingency plans would be during the pool stages. And having cancelled England, France and Italy, New Zealand, now although New Zealand would have spanked Italy, Italy could technically still have qualified, I think, um, they can't be seen to be doing one thing for some games and, and another thing for others. So if there's a chance that the weather's going to impact impact Japan, Scotland, then they are just going to cancel it. And... Uh, and I mean, if you're Scottish, you'd be hopping mad. You would be hopping mad, but, you know, as you say, everyone's signed up to these. They know exactly what the scenario is, and just because it, oh, yeah. well, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's now come down to the fact that you haven't performed as well as you, you could have in, in the previous games, well, you know, I think Eddie Jones has mentioned it. He, he, they tried to accumulate as many points as they could in those early games. But, knowing see, but this all comes down to who, we, who, did, who did you have up front, doesn't it? I mean, that's partly down well, to Well, yeah, the but then the that's game, luck of the draw anyway, isn't it? I'm in the camp that says you're allowed to be pissed off, but this is also just the way it is. Well, yeah. Like, what, what are you going to do when you get, get, you get put against Man City in the FA Cup? Oh, I can't play against them. That's not fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tough titty. Crack on with it. You know, Gregor Townsend's banging on about the fact that it gets windy in, in Scotland, which I think are crass comments to make. Um, yeah. Clearly he's joking, but, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit daft. Um, yeah. And, you know, the fact, that, the fact that they need this game to go ahead, it's sort of like, well, yeah, OK, we get your point. I know exactly why you want it to go ahead. Um, you know, the, the, the Japanese are doing the right thing, I think, just get going on about their, the, their business and getting on with it. I don't think we heard a peep from anyone, have we? No, no, absolutely. I think they've just said, uh, you know, they're keen to get the game played. They would love to do everything they can to make sure that the game is actually played. They've just just, just been typically humble, really, and just said they just want to do the right thing and, and they don't want to avoid playing the game because they think the right thing to do would be to play it. But they'll go along with, with, with what has to be decided. Um, it would be a massive game, and if it can go ahead... I think at the end of uh, what could be a brutal few hours for, for a lot of people up in the north, uh, we've started to see record numbers of people tuning in on TV, and that is a Rugby World Cup qualification shootout for, for the quarterfinals. Um, and I think the whole country would be, uh, would be stopping and tuning in on Sunday night if that game goes ahead. So uh, let's really hope that it does. Um, I think that is just about it from us. Um, any other business, Tom? I was uh, I was going to mention that a few times in Japan, if you've if you've not been over here, and everyone is listening, um, you can come in on a train line into one station, and it'll say that you're interchanging to another station. And if you've been to London and been to Bank Station, that can be slightly confusing. It is not a patch on trying to change in some of these places because they're in shopping malls as well that are on about seven floors, and the metro isn't necessarily in the basement. One station could be on the second floor down. The other one could be on two floors up. 
and all the signs yeah. were in Japanese. Walking around, I spent 20 minutes in Namba Station. I must have gone up about 15 escalators. Uh, I couldn't find out where I was going. I had a 23 kilogram bag I was carrying around. Oh, eventually, mate, I just... saw a, eventually, I saw a McDonald's and just went to have a little sit and some calm and some nuggets and a coke and get my sugar levels back up, just so that I didn't burst into tears. Um, mate, it was hideous. Ju- eventually, found my way, and, and that was that. Find the nearest exit. Get out. Once you're outside, at least you're then working out. It is impossible inside those things. It's a nightmare. I got really yeah. annoyed yesterday well, with got... the old, with the. Um, oh, there's a bit like that. Your queuing thing but they all queue to cross the road so if, yeah. if it's a red man you can't cross now that's great but if if you if you follow me on twitter or instagram you'll you'll know i try to bore everyone to death with how far i've been running and that's really <laughs> fucking annoying when you're trying to cross the road <laughs> so you're in the middle of oh i feel pretty good here oh no it's a red man and everyone's looking at you like oh god he's gonna cross he's gonna cross I've had yeah. my wrist, wrist slapped twice by policemen since I've been over here just wagging fingers at me and shouting at me. So but. have you. And one other little detail, um, it is the International Sumo Championships in Sakai, uh, just south of Osaka where I'm staying. Um, there are some seriously chunky monkeys in my hotel. I was surprised there was any food left at breakfast this morning. So there's like there's sumo wrestlers from elsewhere in the world. Yeah, there's women, there's there's a German team and an Australian team. When I turned up, the woman at reception yesterday pulled out this long sort of spreadsheet printout and just said, "Ah, oh, which country are you from?" I was like, "What?" I, I oh, mate! By just telling someone what nationality I am. Um, but I've I'm, clearly been I'm on sumo the for the under eight. If she thinks, if she yeah, if she <laughs> if she thinks that I'm part of the UK sumo team, yeah. Uh, it's which time for me, which time age for me grade to are you in, bud? Pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a women's one as well. Maybe she thinks I'm in that by the size of my moves. Um, I don't know what's going on, but um, but yeah. So so that's great. Uh, there's no room in the onsen here. Let me tell you that much. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that is about us. Um, there are going to be so many interesting little details to come out of this weekend. Uh, whether that's Ireland, Samoa, and any potential banana skin there, don't think there will be much of one. USA, can they win that game? And then, of course, Japan, Scotland. Lots to look forward to. Any other business from you, Mr. May? No, I'm off. All right, thank you so much for listening. We will be back to, uh, well, break down and look ahead to the quarterfinals, whoever may be in them. It is, uh, it is going to be a brilliant last weekend of rugby matches. Do enjoy them and keep up with all of the latest markets on betfred.com. From me, Nick Heath, it's goodbye. And sayonara from me. God knows where I'll be next. (laughs) Cheerio. The Rugby Report Japan 2019 is sponsored by Betfred. There's a plethora of offers on all the action in Japan from Betfred. Boosted odds on players to score any time, top tournament try scorers, handicap bets, pick your punt specials and boosts around the biggest games. There's plenty of twists and turns left before this tournament's over and you can experience it all with Betfred. 18s and over, be gambleaware.org. Full T's and C's apply. See betbread.com for more information. When the fun stops, stop. This has been a Rugby Media Production.